namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa homage to the buddha the blessed noble and fully self-enlightened one. Uh, so for those, uh, those of you who just arrived, <clears throat> I've been uh, going through the Buddha's life and using it as a, as a launch pad to uh, discuss things. And uh, since this is my final talk, I thought to uh, develop the Brahma Viharas <clears throat> and uh, to do an exercise in it. And after I've explained... Uh, you know, what it's about and the process, which won't come as a surprise to you, uh, you can then decide whether you want to stay or not. So feel free to go after that. I definitely, I can assure you, I will not feel in a bit upset. So <clears throat> let's see now. When we talk about um, suffering, Remember that the wheel of dependent origination begins from the position of avijja, not knowing. So often it's translated as an ignorance. So remember that ignorance has a sort of pejorative meaning. But actually it's just you don't know. And because you don't know, we make a mistake. And then uh, through the process of uh, insight, this avijja, not knowing, becomes knowing. So we call that wisdom. So vidya is just another word that the Buddha uses for uh, the enlightenment or the awakening, vidya. Now that's from the point of view of how the uh, wisdom factor within us, the Buddha nature, understands things. So it's coming from, as it were, this level. When we translate it down into the heart level, that our vidya, that not knowing, is innocence. Yeah? So we begin from a position of not knowing and innocence. Then we make a mistake and we have to travel through the whole gamut of human suffering. Finally we wake up and we meet some teaching which leads us out of it, in this case the Buddhas. And by the end of it we achieve this wisdom, this understanding, and that translates into the heart as purity. Okay? So the movement for us is from ignorance to wisdom, from innocence to purity. And in between, a hell of a lot of suffering. Now, <clears throat> because we begin from a position of not knowing and innocence, that is why we can return to purity. If our essential nature were evil, then it wouldn't be possible to return to purity. So when we, in the exercise that I'm going to do on forgiveness, when it comes to forgiving ourselves, you have to remind, we have to remind ourselves that at base we are innocent. And that because of that, there's no need to punish ourselves. And there's no need to punish ourselves for another reason, and that's because of the law of karma. 
If we have done something unskillful, unwholesome, we will definitely get our comeuppance. And that's enough. See, we don't have to hit ourselves on top of that. So when, when uh, this guilt comes up and this shame and this uh, feeling of uh, remorse, that's the karma. Hmm? The fact that we do something and then through the process of time it comes back and hits us in the back of our heads, that's the outer effect of our action, right? Which actually by the time it hits us we may or may not deserve because on the way round it's met certain factors which can either make it worse, as it were, grow, the effect of it grow or lessen. Yeah? So if you take the idea of human justice into the world, you definitely feel that there's, uh, it doesn't exist. So for instance, I knew uh, there's a, there was a charity in England which um, collected clothes for poor people in Africa. So they sent all these clothes off and it uh, ruined the tailor trade. And so the local economy began to sink. And everybody blamed this crazy charity. <laughs> they had to pull out their clothes. So you can see that when you do something into the world, you don't know the effect. So even here now, we've had this Iraq war, which um, your country and mine got very much involved in. You don't know the outcome. It may actually be for the betterment of Iraq. See, you don't know. When you put something into the outside world, you don't know. But the intention with which you put it in, the intention with which you do an act, if it is unwholesome, even if it's successful, which may allay, which may, shall we say, um, uh, make you feel better, the fact is that having done it with an unwholesome intention, that will bring up eventually the karmic result of that internally, which is shame, guilt, remorse, and so on. So when we're sitting here and we go through the business of forgiving those who have harmed us and asking forgiveness as those whom we've harmed, that's usually not so difficult. We can sort of make our way through that. Uh, this, evening, <clears throat> this evening, by the way, you needn't go for the big ones. But when we turn that stream of compassion inward towards ourselves and we try to forgive ourselves, we may very well come to this block, this inability, because the self uh, can't forgive the self. It needs to be forgiven, you might say. So we undermine that by, first of all, considering that, A, this was a mistake, this is the consequence of a mistake, that fundamentally we are innocent, and that secondly, these emotions that we're feeling now is, are rather, the karmic results of what we've done wrong. And just like in any uh, em emotional states that arise, like depression, anxiety, we sit with them. Yeah? We allow them to express themselves. And in that expression, they're exhausting themselves. And that's how we finally come to feeling these, uh, just allowing these feelings to go, to evaporate. And then this later on is, shall we say, reinforced by making that uh, resolution not to do that again. And that creates a sort of healing.
not to behave like that again. So that's one way of tackling uh, this business of not being able to forgive ourselves. When it comes to people harming us, <clears throat> remember that in the Buddha's understanding, nobody can cause us psychological pain. Well, this is, really has to be grasped. So whatever bitterness we feel, whatever unforgivingness we feel towards them, that's us. That's what we've developed towards that person or that situation. When we take full responsibility for these states within us, then there's a possibility of healing them. And once we realize that this is what we're doing to ourselves, then it's easier just to release them, just to let them go. And engender at least an attitude of no harm towards the perceived enemy. When it comes to us harming other people, the karmic result of that is, A, what they might do, you know, uh, go around telling people how horrible we are, which isn't the truth, of course. And uh, they, might, uh, uh, they might hit us. Who knows? But whatever, <laughs> but whatever, whatever we have done to them, their internal suffering, their internal problems is, are their problems. Our problem is that we have behaved in a way which has been, which is coming from the heart of cruelty, cruelty and hatred. Hmm? And then we have to suffer the consequences of doing that, and that's the feelings of shame, guilt, and remorse that we feel. Hmm? So as long as we are clear as to where our responsibilities lie, then uh, it's easier to, to go through the process of forgiving somebody for harming us. Yeah? Asking for forgiveness and forgiving ourselves. It's an easier process. Now, I don't, um, in the exercise that I will be doing, I don't bring that up until we've developed some Brahma Viharas. And the usual one is just metta, uh, goodwill. I prefer the translation, goodwill. And in it, as you know, we start with um, some person whom we have a special affection for or a, 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 an affection for but not attached to in an erotic or romantic way because that can lead us elsewhere and then we move to somebody to our families to good friends to a neutral person and then we begin to as it were having developed that um, goodwill in the particular goodwill in in the particular we then begin to, as it were, radiate it outwards into the general. And that's the understanding, remember, of detachment. Yeah? So the word detachment does come with a sort of hardness to it. But uh, it simply means that we're developing an attitude of love, compassion, joy, which is not dependent on the object. So whoever stands in front of us is treated in the same way. So then we end up with all beings. After that, um, we do a little chant. So it's just using the little mantra, Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu, which just means, may all beings be happy. And 
By just using words which we don't understand, we can concentrate entirely upon the emotional value of what we're giving. So you can actually fill your heart with that warmth, that radiation, and uh, zap everybody in all dimensions. Once we've uh, done that, and then we go through the process of forgiving and uh, complete that little section, there's another one that I do, which is called, uh, which I've called transforming our attitudes. So I ask you to bring up an unwholesome attitude that you may have, that you want to get rid of, and to go through the process of convincing yourself that you can get rid of it. That's the first thing. I am able, I can. Having convinced yourself you can, you have to put a model imperative to it. I ought to, for my own benefit and the benefit of others. Now, I know that in certain psychotherapeutic circles, this business of ought and should has a big sort of no-no on it. But that's only when people impose it on you. When you actually take it on as a personal responsibility, then it becomes our moral duty. So for our own benefit and the benefit of others, we want to get rid of this this awful habit. It doesn't have to be that awful. Then you have to get the heart behind it. You have to start saying, I want to. I want to. And then you get that resistance, you see. You have to, you have to keep saying, yes, come on now. I want to. I want to stop doing that. See? <laughs> and then finally, when you've got the heart behind it, then you make your commitment. I will. When, when, whenever that habit arises... I, I will not indulge it. Hmm? So just by going through that little process, of uh, that psychological process, it just reinforces our resolution. And in the opposite, we bring up something which is wholesome. So I can develop it. I ought to develop it for my own benefit and the benefit of others. I want to and I will. And then when we've uh, completed that, we simply offer metta to ourselves and metta to all beings. And at the end of that, um, I chant the loving-kindness discourse, and during that, you can choose a phrase which most expresses whatever quality you wish to develop. Just a single phrase. It could be as simple as may all beings be happy, whatever. And just by repeating it and using it as a vehicle to express that attitude. Hmm? And the attitude... Uh, finds expression in an emotional value, hmm? a warmth or whatever. Some people prefer to use an image, you know, like heat, warmth, colour. So whatever engenders in you that, um, that attitude of love, compassion, joy, or just peacefulness. You know, it doesn't have to be anything um, exciting. And then we come to the end of that. There's just one thing uh, I'd like to mention before I begin the exercise is in daily life when um, somebody comes to you with their rush, with their bother, with their irritation and all that, remember that our reaction to that, our getting stressed, our getting irritated with them is something also that's happening in us. They're not causing it. You have to remind yourself of that. 
And somehow we have to protect ourselves. So the one way that I have found fairly useful is to uh, get the idea of uh, the, the Buddha hand. No, he hasn't got it. Uh, <laughs> you know that Abhaya posture, the fearless posture. This is the one where the, the dreadful David Arthur set Nalagiri, the wild elephant, on the Buddha. And it, it represents that. So he's, huh? And it's the fearless posture. And uh, although he put his hand up like that, he offered the elephant this enormous, enormous uh, loving kindness. And of course, the elephant finally stopped and paid homage. So when in the office or at work or um, in the street, wherever, an elephant comes at you, see, just image. <laughs> image that hand here in front of you, you see? And um, as they give you their stuff, you see, you, it bounces off, it goes back to them. And it'll go back to them easier if behind the hand we're offering them at least an attitude of no harm, no response. And we can do that if we actually put all our attention on what they're saying, not how they're saying. As soon as we get into how they're saying, it's very difficult to stop the reaction. But in what they're saying, see, it just shifts the attention a bit. And then um, you, uh, you stop that internal reaction, you see. So I'm sure all of you know the, the power of I'm sorry. Hmm? So when somebody comes at you with, you go, oh, I'm terribly sorry, you see. And when they've quietened down, you prove it was their fault. So uh, during this exercise, if you want to sit on a chair, it takes about 40 minutes or so. If you want to sit on a chair, feel free. And as I say, if this doesn't fit the practice you're doing at the moment, then uh, feel free to practice in your own room. So, just settling down. And just bring our attention to the breath. Lift the spine, relax the shoulders. Just relaxing into this present moment. As we bring people and uh, types into our attention or mind or memory, remember that I'll be using my own little phrases, but you use your own if you wish, or some image inviting people into your garden. Some people do that. Some color, 
warmth, whatever works for you to engender within, within your heart that warmth, that going outwards. So bringing to mind somebody who naturally warms the heart. And as that person comes to mind, just offer them some blessings. health, prosperity, long life, whatever. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Allowing that image to fade away and centering in upon the heart, sensing those feelings. If there are no feelings there, if there's no warmth there, not to worry. The heart will respond as we begin to make these intentions. And bring into our hearts all those who are all those who are near and dear to us, offering them our blessings. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety ignorance and delusion. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Allowing those images to fade away and again just feeling whatever the heart has to offer, the warmth, the love. And bring into our hearts friends, people at work, whomever we wish, offering them our blessings. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusions. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic 
and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Allowing those images to fade away. And again, just sensing that goodwill in our hearts. And bring somebody into our heart whom we don't know very well, perhaps whom we've only seen once or twice. And offer them our blessings. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Allowing that image to fade away. Again, contacting that feelings in our hearts, the goodwill in our hearts. And turn that stream of compassion inward towards ourselves. Let's offer ourselves some blessings. May I be free of greed and selfishness. May I be free of hatred and ill will. May I be free of fear and anxiety. May I be free of ignorance and delusion. May I be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May I be forgiving and compassionate. May I be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May I be peaceful and calm. May I be liberated of all my sufferings. May I experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Breathing in and out from that heart center and beginning to offer it now as a radiation outwards, first of all to each other here in this room, our spiritual companions. Let's offer each other worldly blessings.
May we be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May we be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May we be forgiving and compassionate. May we be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May we be peaceful and calm. May we be liberated of all our sufferings. May we experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Continuing to radiate outwards to all the people around IMS and the study centre and this forest refuge. Radiating outwards our goodwill. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Continuing to spiral outwards, radiating further and further to the whole state of Massachusetts, offering everyone our blessings, the good and bad alike. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Spiraling outwards until the whole of this country is within our radiation. Offering everyone our blessings. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Continuing to radiate outwards now till we encompass all people on earth. Offering everyone 
our blessings. May you be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May you be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May you be forgiving and compassionate. May you be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May you be peaceful and calm. May you be liberated of all your sufferings. May you experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Pausing for a while at those places where there's war, oppression, famine, disease, destitution. Now using our little mantra, Sabe Sata Sukita Hon Tu, which just means may all beings be happy. Chanting it in the six directions to all beings before us, behind us, to the left, to the right, below and above, three times. And then three times to all beings in all directions. Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu 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 Sabe Sata Sukita Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata 
Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu And three times in all directions. Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Internalize that now for a while. Now, having developed this heart of goodwill, we can work with this area of forgivingness. And um, we do this by creative imagination, using our imagination to develop a proper attitude. It's exactly the same way that we use to develop depression and anxiety. But here we can turn it to a better cause. bringing to mind somebody whom we have hurt. As I say, you don't have to go for the big one. And as that person comes to mind, there'll be the event and what we've done. There'll be the memory. There'll be the emotions around it, maybe still some self-justification. Or there may be remorse or guilt or shame. So we're using now that memory to raise these leftover emotions. And as usual, we'll have a reaction, wanting to indulge our self-justification and not wanting to feel, experience our shame, guilt, remorse. Of course, with this sort of exercise, one has to be careful not to let the mind wander by keeping it strictly to something creative 
something that we can point our attention to. If the mind does wander, just like in Vipassana, you note it and you come back. So just working a little bit with that vicious circle, a memory, an event, the presenting emotions and how we relate to them. And we see how we cause suffering for ourselves. Can we acknowledge these attitudes, mental states as unwholesome, unskillful? Undermining our capacity to love, to relate, just leading to more suffering, not the end of it. And the antidote, of course, is to ask for forgiveness. Can we bring that person into our minds and just through our creative imagination offer our apologies, make reparation, compensation, whatever it takes to bring about reconciliation? Whatever harm I have done you by way of greed, hatred and delusion, intentionally or unintentionally, by thought, word or deed, I'm sorry for it and ask you to forgive me. Perhaps we can see a softening in them, a willingness in them to be reconciled. Perhaps we can see them offering us a hand of friendship. Can we take it? Can we allow ourselves to be embraced, to be taken back into their hearts? Offering them our blessings. May you be safe. May you be well. May you be happy. 
May all your aspirations be fulfilled. So allowing that person now to fade away and returning to our hearts. Sensing there that desire to be reconciled. Can we now bring into our hearts somebody who has hurt us? And in the same way as that event comes to mind, or the person, there comes those emotions of hurt, wanting revenge. And then we have the reaction towards those, justifying our desire to avenge ourselves. Nursing our hurts and grudges. Can we work a little with that vicious circle? The memory, the attendant emotions and how we relate to them. We see how we cause suffering for ourselves. Acknowledge these attitudes, emotions as unwholesome, unskillful, undermining our capacity to love, relate, just leading to more suffering, not the end of it. And the antidote, of course, is to forgive, not confusing forgiveness with trying to forget, which is often just a suppressive measure. Sometimes when we forgive, we feel we're letting them off, and that's the desire to punish, to get our vengefulness. So forgiveness is just a change within us towards understanding and compassion. Can we bring that person to mind and just through our creative imagination express our desire to be reconciled, to forgive?
Whatever harm you have done to me, in thought, word and deed, by way of greed, hatred and delusion, intentionally or unintentionally, I forgive you. Perhaps you can see a change in them, a desire to be reconciled. Can you offer them a hand of friendship? Can you take them back into your hearts, embrace them? May you be safe and free from harm. May you be well and strong. May you be happy and peaceful. May all your aspirations be fulfilled. Allowing that person now to fade away. And returning to the heart of goodwill. turning that stream of compassion inward towards ourselves and allowing any feelings of unforgivingness towards ourselves, of guilt, of shames, just allow them to express themselves. It's enough. and offering ourselves the same blessings. May I be safe and free from all harm. May I be well and strong. May I be happy and peaceful. May all my aspirations be fulfilled. having undermined what is unwholesome in us and having developed what is wholesome. Let us now guard ourselves against doing something which is unwholesome, against the temptation of unwholesome or unskillful habits. Can we bring an unwholesome or unskillful habit to mind? and talking to ourselves I can resist the temptation I ought to for my own benefit and the benefit of others I want to and I will 
can, ought, want and will. In the same way, bringing a virtue which is not highly developed in us, which we would like to develop. I can develop it, able to, ought to, for my own benefit and the benefit of others. Want to, will, when the occasion arises, I will develop that virtue. Can, ought, want and will. And so for the final time, turning that stream of compassion inward towards ourselves. May I be free of greed and selfishness, hatred and ill will, fear and anxiety, ignorance and delusion. May I be kind, gentle, sympathetic and benevolent. May I be forgiving and compassionate. May I be joyful and rejoice in the success of others. May I be peaceful and calm. May I be liberated of all my sufferings. May I experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. And choosing now a phrase which most expresses whatever quality you wish to develop, be it love, compassion, joy or just peacefulness, a phrase like, may all beings be happy, repeating it gently in the heart and radiating it outwards to all beings in all directions. Purutimaya disaya dakinaya disaya pachimaya disaya uttaraya disaya Purutimaya nudisaya dakinaya nudisaya Pachimaya Nudisaya Uttaraya Anudisaya Hetimaya Disaya Uprimaya Disaya Sabe Sata Sabe Pana Sabe Buddha Sabe Bukala Sabe Atbawa Pariyapana Sabaitiyo Sabe Purisa Sabe Arya Sabe Anarya Sabe Deva, Sabe Manusa, Sabe Vinipatika. Avera Hontu, Abhya Bhajya Hontu, Aniga Hontu, Sukhiyatanang Pariharantu, Dukkha Mujantu, Yadalada Sampatito, Mavikachantu. May all beings be free of physical pain. May all beings be free of mental distress. 
May all beings be liberated of all their sufferings. May all beings live in contentment and joy. May all beings live in peace and harmony. May all beings experience the peace and bliss of Nibbana. Three times. Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Hantu Sabe Sata Sukita Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.